towards the conclusion of the second khutbah of Jumu'ah. And this was something that Hazrat Umar bin Abdul Aziz, rahmatullahi, the great Khalifa of his time, who was known to be, who had become known to be the fifth of the Khulafai Rashidin. The Khulafai Rashidin are the four Khulafa. After some time, then when he came, this brought back that standard and level that had been in the time of the Khulafai Rashidi. And a person of a very high caliber, his level of taqwa, his level of the fear of Allah Ta'ala, when he was appointed the Khalifa, this too was something in a very ajeeb way. The king before him had had this written as a wasiyat. And he took the bayat of everyone on it before they knew whose name has been in there. And upon his demise, then his minister read this out. So two people simultaneously read, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi radi'un. One person was somebody else who was very desirous, who was aspiring that I should be appointed the Khalifa. And when he heard the name, that it was not his name, out of sorrow, out of disappointment, he decided, Inna Lillah. And the other person who read Inna Lillah was Umar bin Abdul Aziz when he heard his name being read out. And he said, Inna Lillahi wa Inna Ilayhi where did this come on me? So the same statement was made, both recited Inna Lillah, but the reason for reciting it were worlds apart. One recited it because he got deprived of Khilafat. And the other recited the same thing because this Khilafat came upon him. In any case, now when they proceeded, this happened and they proceeded to the Janaza Salah of Marwan and after he was buried, so now Umar bin Abdul Aziz is the Khalifa now. So now when he is returning from the Janaza Salah, they brought the horses that of the best quality horses which were from the royal treasury, so to say, and they presented it to him. Say, what is this? He says, well, this is the animal that the Khalifa rides. The best of anything that can be acquired. He says, no, this belongs to the Baytul Mal. This is the wealth of the Muslims. I will ride my donkey that I used to ride all the time. As the Khalifa of the time, he refused to ride the royal horses. He continued riding the donkey or mule which he was riding prior to that. And he came home and he said to his wife, who was the daughter, the sister, 
and in so many ways she was related to kingdom, kingship. Father was a Khalifa at one time, her brother was a Khalifa at one time, whatever. Now she's coming from a royal household. And therefore she came with all this royal royalty with her. He said to her, look, it's now your choice now. Either I give you your freedom and you go with all your things, or otherwise you part with all this wealth that your father gave you and put it in the Beitul Mal because this belongs to the Muslims. Your choice. She said, I will part with anything. I won't part with you. And she had all that wealth. And now she knows she's somebody who's used to a standard that is very low. And then to come up is very easy. But somebody who's living on a high standard to reduce that. That is a very difficult thing. Now she's parting with all her wealth. She knows what kind of life she's going to have to lead. But she's ready to accept it. Because she knows the caliber of the person she has. And she's ready to do with the bare minimum to the extent that the time came when her own children were crying because they didn't have new clothes for Eid, whereas others were all wearing new clothes for Eid. But who doesn't have it? The children of the Khalifa. What goes to the mother at that time? Who had all this wealth at her disposal. So in any case, this was a digression. This came on the note of this ayat of the Quran Sharif. He used to recite this, he commenced with this practice of including it in the last part of the second khutbah as a lesson. Because it's such a comprehensive ayat that some ulama state that to explain the <coughs> comprehensive nature of Islam and all the greatness of deen, if there was no other ayat but this to explain it, this would be sufficient. There is nothing that is left out from the what this ayat stands for, what it explains, what it entails. Everything is included in it. And this is the lesson that is being given at every khutbah in the end on the day of Jumu'ah. This is recited to give that lesson again. So Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْمُرُ بِالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ وَإِيْتَاءِ ذِي الْقُرْبَى وَيَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ وَالْبَغْرِ يَعِذُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ Allah Ta'ala commands you bil adl. Adl with justice. And when there will be justice, when there will be adl, there will be i'tidal. And the other way around as well, where there will be i'tidal, there will be adl. Where there will be a balance, then justice will be maintained. And where that balance, like a scale, person is weighing something. Now the original scales, the scale that had two pans, that is the original scale. Then a person needs to be just, then that justice will mean that it must be totally balanced. Then he'll be just. But if he's now on one side, then that justice is not being fully fulfilled. So there's complete balance. When there's this complete balance, then there will be justice. Now this justice and adal in what? Every aspect. Whether it is his aqaid, adal in his aqaid, that he is on neither extreme. He has the correct aqaid, 
is neither on any extreme. There are some who go to the extreme of kufr and shirk. And some go to other extremes. They in deen commit extremes. So he is completely balanced in his aqaid. Now there's a whole topic and discussion on its own. So this is something which requires a lot of detail, but in principle, his aqaid, he is completely balanced. He understands the correct aqaid, he learns it from the ulama kiram and he maintains that. In his ibadat, there is adal. There is justice in his ibadat. One extreme is, he is not even performing his salah. He is not even making it with jamaat if he is performing it. And the other extreme, extreme in the sense, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, his father, Hazrat Umar Allah, got him married. After some time he inquired, so his wife complained, Mashallah, he's what a wonderful person. And besides, he spends the whole night in ibadat. Now, this was going a little on the other end of the... And the balance was not being maintained completely. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Umar complained to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam guided him. No, you must maintain the balance. That give your wife time also. Give your Rabb time. إِنَّ لِرَبِّكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّ وَلِزَوْجِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّ وَلِنَفْسِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّ فَأَعْتِ كُلِّ ذِي حَقٍ حَقَّ That your Rabb has a right over you, give your Rabb his right. Now, we will go on one extreme sometimes, we don't even give Allah Ta'ala his fundamental right, that the faraiz are not being fulfilled. And otherwise, sometimes, but this is rare in our case, somebody goes on that extreme that he is giving the nawafil so much time that he is not fulfilling the rights of the servants of Allah Ta'ala. Nabi Sallallahu said, your Rabb has a right, your spouse has a right also. And even your physical self has a right. So give everyone their due right. Then you are maintaining the balance and the adal. So the adal in ibadat, the adal in a person's mu'amalat, in his dealings with people, that he's dealing with justice, he's not doing anybody down in any way, he's not hurting anybody. His adal in his mu'asharat, in his social life, how is he dealing with his family, with his parents, with his children, with others? His adal in his akhlaq, is he observing and bringing in his life the akhlaq that Nabi Islam taught? His adal in his emotions, this is where we go really off the track. When it comes to emotions, a person either swings in one way or the other. Like sometimes there's an Arabic proverb says that person, some people get happy like kings and angry like kings. Happy like king, when a king is happy then he'll, on a small thing too, he'll give his whole, half his treasury away. And on a small thing it's angry, he wants to behead the person. Now that is extreme that. There's no balance in it. Therefore you just, person in the courts of kings, there used to be an edge. Because the smallest thing might just one small little mistake to and this person wants to behead the person. Slightest thing irritated him and he calls a jallad. Where's the person with the sword and the must come and behead this fellow. Now that's not the balance. Now one is the kings of that time, how they behaved, but in different ways we also lose the balance. 
So the adal and insaf in all these things, this justice, from our aqaid, to our ibadat, to our muamlat, mu'asharat, akhlaq, in our emotions, well, all this comes back to the akhlaq. Maintaining complete justice. Hazrat Ali r.a, the famous incident of his, that he is, somebody, one Jew said something against Nabi Wasallam. So in defense of the honor of Nabi Wasallam, he flawed the person, and he jumped onto him, and he's about to strike him with his sword. And at that moment, that person spits on his face. So he stops and he jumps off. He asks, how, what happened? How did you do this? What was the problem? This person spat on your face and you stopped from what you were about to do. You were about to strike him with your sword and you just jumped off. So he says, no, when I was about to strike him with my sword, it was for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Because this person had insulted Nabi Sallallahu And after he spat on my face, I became angry for my personal self, my nafs. Now it was my ego. Not that he said in those words, I'm contextualizing it for ourselves. They were far, that, that there was no ego, that is why he in one second, in one millisecond, he stopped right there. That had he gone ahead, it would have been for ego. So that cannot be allowed. That this reaction be for the sake of the ego, that can't be allowed. So in that one millisecond, whereas such an emotionally charged situation, that a person now, there's a life and death situation, and in that one moment he can jump off and say, well, I'm stopping right here. This was that adal in the heart. Whatever happens must only be for the sake of Allah, not for my nafs, not for my ego, not for the sake of just pacifying myself. Is Allah Ta'ala going to be happy with this reaction? What am I saying? What am I doing? Is Allah Ta'ala going to be happy with it? So this is the first level. Inna Allah ya'muru bil And then Nabi Allah Ta'ala says, Wal-ihsan. That one is, the very basic level is adal. Can't go below that. Person has gone below that, then the opposite end will apply. It starts off with adal, and on the negative side, Allah Ta'ala says, وَيَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ وَالْبَغْنِ So adal is the first one here, the last one there is baghi, which is oppression. Person comes under the level of adal, he'll be in oppression. And he'll be a zalim. And for zulm, Nabi Islam says, الظُلْمُ ظُلُمَاتٌ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ That zulm will be a source of difficulty on the day of Qiyamah. So he can, that's the baseline. Adal is the baseline. He cannot day go below that. Because then he's gone into very dangerous line, territory, the territory of zulm. But Allah Ta'ala wants us to progress beyond Adal. Allah Ta'ala says, Inna Allah ya'muru bil Adal wal Ihsan. That Adal is the baseline. But that's not the place that a mu'min just stagnates at. He is always trying to progress. So when he progresses, then he progresses towards ihsan. He never compromises on adal, but he will now apply and he will inculcate ihsan in everything. One is ihsan in his iman. Ihsan in his iman, that he develops this quality of ihsan itself. 
انت عبد الله كانك تراه فان لم تكن تراه فانه يراك the consciousness of allah تعالى all the time with him the consciousness allah تعالى is watching jo karta hai tu chupke ahle jahan se dekhta hai tujhe koi aasman se this consciousness is in him all the time jo karta hai tu chupke ahle jahan se what you are hiding from people and doing turning and seeing nobody is watching from behind me just making sure that the curtains are closed and the door is locked just trying to ensure that the history has been deleted and trying to make sure that the traces are not left behind but jo karta hai tu chupke ahle jahan se what you are doing trying to hide from people and do dekhta hai tujhe koi aasman se somebody is watching from above generally a person looks left and right he looks behind him but really a person looks up allah taala is all aware and even left and right doesn't have to look too far behind he should stop right at his shoulder and remind himself of the kiraman katibin ya'lamuna ma taf'alun the kiraman katibin the angels are writing everything ya'lamuna ma taf'alun they know what you do they are writing one person suddenly had a call call was from the tax man is on his way so now he suddenly went helter skelter to try and remove some records from wherever <laughs> but just at the time when he decided to go and delete some things the power went off it was load shedding so now he was in a dilemma that now how does he get rid of this whatever he wanted to get rid of because now it's load shedding now he is you know find the time to do this now that's just something to reflect on that what goes through a person at that time that now it's too late to delete anything the time has come now for the inspection and that file is there all the evidence is there and he can't delete anything now that similarly the moment of load shedding in a person's life will come one day when the light will come out of his life and now it's too late to delete any records while this life allah taala has allowed the delete button to be pressed with sincere toba that a person sincerely with the tears of repentance with that firm resolution not to go back to the sins with the remorse in the heart that ya allah how did i ever do such a thing all your gifts all your bounties all your nemats i'm eating your food that you have blessed me with i'm drinking the water that you rain down from the skies i am benefiting from your nemats every second every millisecond if i cannot breathe for half a minute that will be too much i'll be like a fish out of water you're allowing me to breathe every day every hour every minute every second and all these nemats of yours and this is what i did allah this is a terrible crime i have committed i am terribly ashamed for what i have done allah i am sincerely repenting and resolving not to go back to these things with that true toba in our hearts that's the delete button allah taala has provided us but that delete button can only be pressed provided that there's still power if it's load shedding time finish at end of it when malakul maut comes as load shedding now now it's over 
And this load shedding of dunya, after a while the light comes on again. But here after this load shedding, then the light will only come on in the akhirat. Then it will come on in, a, in dunya is finished. The person is gone then. Now the opportunities are over. But while Allah Ta'ala has given this opportunity, the doors are wide open. And Allah Ta'ala says, لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله Don't despair of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. But don't delay also. إِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهُمْ لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ That when the appointed moment comes, then there's no delay now. And when that moment comes, nobody knows. When that moment comes, it comes. In one moment it comes. So, this adal in the kafiyat of a person's iman also, to now keep working at it and bringing it on the level of ihsan, that at all times he is conscious of Allah Ta'ala. Allah is watching. What I'm watching, Allah is watching. That what I'm watching. Allah Ta'ala is watching what I'm doing. Allah Ta'ala is all-knowing. And He has that power and qudrat to take me to task in one moment. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. How many times there are these incidents? Sometimes it's some, as we call it, natural disasters, some earthquake, some whatever. And people were, in that moment of sin, their life went. Their bodies were found in that manner of sin. Sometimes it's an accident, sometimes it's what person in that moment left as his roux is coming out, that music is still ringing in his ears. <coughs> is this the way anyone wants to leave the dunya? Obviously not. So when this is not the way we want to leave the dunya, this is not the way we live. Because kama tahyauna tamutun. As a person lives, that is how he dies. And as he dies, that is how he is raised on the day of Qiyamah. So, Adal, in this this ihsan in this regard, that to keep making an effort to bring it to the level of ihsan, then ihsan in our ibadat as well, that our ibadat is performed with this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. So this is in terms of hukukullah ihsan. And like we have to practice justice and adal in hukukul ibad, even there, Allah Ta'ala wants us to progress from hukuk, from adal to ihsan, with the servants of Allah Ta'ala also. And the ihsan on the servants of Allah Ta'ala is to be having this aspect of forgiveness, compassion, kindness, generosity. That a person is not just what is the bare level duty that I have to do and get done with it. I've done my job, that's the end of it. Oh, what's the level of ihsan now? Ihsan is in two aspects. One is in giving favors, the other is in overlooking the negatives. Both aspects. Person does good and he overlooks the bad also. So now Allah Ta'ala wants us to progress. In Allah ya'muru bil adl wal ihsan. And if you look in the life of Rasulullah Wasallam, where will this adl and ihsan come from? It can only come from ittiba'i sunnat. In following the way of Rasulullah Wasallam is this complete adl and complete ihsan. No other way. And this is in every facet of life. Therefore, Nabi Islam says, Man ahabba sunnati faqad ahabbani. Man ahabbani kana ma'i fil jannah. The one who will love my way of life. Love my way of life. He has loved me. There's a direct link between that. If a person loves the way of life of Nabi Islam, this can only be due to love, 
the love for himself. When a person loves something, then this is a natural thing, what he loves, he pursues. If he loves something, he pursues it. A person loves wealth, you see how he pursues it? Makes day and night into one. And nothing comes in his way. Then he eats wealth, he drinks wealth, because all the time that's where his mind is. He's eating also, but his mind is engaged in that. And he says, time is money. That's his policy, time is money. But a person who has some higher aspirations, he says, time, what is time? Time is the capital of the akhirat. Time is the capital of the akhirat. This person says, time is money. The world of difference between the two. So, this Adal and Ihsan can only come via the Ittiba of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In everything. In terms of his Salah, what was his guidance in that? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi what he loved. What he loved, those who love him will love that. He loves performing his Salah with Jama'ah. So likewise, those who love him will love that. He loved performing his Salah with Tadbir Ula. So those who love him will love that. We are all weak. But that is what we will pursue and try to acquire. Nothing happens in one day, but there will be a vision. We have business targets and we have budgets and we have various things and progression targets. So there will be a target of, I need to bring Tadbir Ula in my life. Jamaat, this goes without saying. I have to perform all my Salah with Jama'ah. How can I bring this Tadbir Ula also? The Islam also should come early to the Masjid. Those who loved him, they loved this as well. Sa'id ibn Musayyab, rahimahullah, great tabi'i. Some say Sayyidul Tabi'in. For 40 years, he expresses it in a, the person expresses it in a different way, just to make us understand. He says, for 40 years, he never saw anybody's back in first salah. Never saw anybody's back in first salah, meaning he was always in the first line. For 40 years, he never missed that. For 40 years, it never happened that the azan was given before he was in the masjid. The time of the azan, he was already in the masjid. 40 years. Now this is to keep in front. We'll get somewhere, inshallah. This is the ihsan that is required in ibadat. Ihsan in terms of our dealings with people, then the life of Nabi Wasallam, this is filled with it. What kind of compassion, what kind of forgiveness, how he overlooked, how he in, took whatever difficulties came on his way, but never took revenge. abada, Never took revenge for his personal self ever. A person who loves Nabi Wasallam, and in fact this particular Hadith Sharif, this is the second part of the Hadith Sharif. This is the second part of the Hadith Sharif. The first part of the Hadith is when Nabi Wasallam addressed Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala and he said to him, Ya Bunayya, O my beloved son, In qadarta an tusbiha wa tumsiya wa laysa fi qalbika ghishun li ahadin faf'al. The literal translation of this is, that if you can keep your heart, you can spend the night or the day in such a way, that you can keep your heart clean from malice, then do so. That's a literal translation. What it actually means is, O my son, with such love Nabi Islam is addressing him. 
And this appears as if this was a very personal advice. Just sitting with him alone. And address, perhaps this was the case, maybe it was in a, in a gathering as well. But he's addressing him personally. Ya Bunaya, oh my beloved son. Can you imagine what compassion and with what love he's saying, him, saying this to him. Then he says, now what's the actual meaning of this? The actual meaning of this is that if you have to do whatever you can and spend whatever you can and use every bit of your ability and capability and suppress whatever negative feelings are in you but keep your heart clean of malice then that too is a cheap bargain after having done all that and you clean it out is a cheap bargain. That's the thing to achieve. Keep your heart clean. Mubarak month is coming. Ramadan is on our doorstep, barely a month away. Now, this is a time for purification. To purify ourselves in so many different ways. This is one of the essential ways. Cleaning our heart out. All negative feelings, malice, jealousy, envy, hatred. Cleaning it out. So that it's clean now when the guest is coming. And a person cleans out the house and makes everything shine. And gives it a new coat of paint in front. Everything must be speak and span. Ramadan is coming. The barakat of Ramadan are coming. It requires us to clean ourselves. To take the full benefit and advantage of the Mubarak month. Allah Ta'ala says, And then the third thing mentioned is And giving to the relatives. Now this is a progressive level. Basic justice and then ihsan. Ihsan is for everyone. There's no specification. So it includes everyone. It includes a person's relatives as well. Now, despite that they have already been included, Allah Ta'ala separately now says, وَإِتَا إِذِ الْقُرْبَى What does this highlight? That there is a very special place for this in the court of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is giving this kind of importance to it that you give your relatives also special care. Depending on how close the person is, accordingly, so much more importance it has. And this, min jihatin nasabi wal, this is from two ways. From a person's lineage and from marriage. Both apply. His relationship with people via lineage and via marriage. Both. Min jihatin nasab wa min jihatil arham. That he now fulfills that right. Adal, then ihsan on top of that ita idil qurba. So this is the lessons that deen is giving us, Allah Ta'ala is giving us, that these are the things that we should adorn ourselves with. This is the adornment of the heart. This is the comprehensive nature of our deen, that everything has been included in these three things. So, these Mubarak months that are coming, we are already in the Mubarak months, Shaban is on our doorstep right now and Ramadan is barely a month away. This is a time to reflect on these things. Try to start focusing on how we are going to bring, make sure to start off with that this Adal comes in our life completely. There is no space for anything lower than Adal. So if there is some kind of deficiency somewhere, then how to make that up now? Not to leave that hanging anywhere. Because that delete button can only be pressed while we are still around and sort things out. So if there is something that we need to sort out, we sort it out now. 
And then together with that, how to now keep working towards ihsan and fulfilling the rights of our relatives and all the other things that go along with that in deen. This is the time to focus on these things, bring this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala in our lives, make this our focus, our target, that to become the true slaves of Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala grant me and all of us a tawfiq that in every sense of the word, we become His true and obedient servants. Wa akhiru da'awana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.